0: Hello dear friends, this is Cardiac Radio at 11pm, Nourishing Our Souls with Lifting Hope. Lifting Hope, a therapeutic conversation based on the chapters of the book, Memoirs of a Suicide. This book comes to us to lift our hopes up. Yes, it is true, because the loving and kind medium, Yvonne Pereira, in her compassionate heart she understood how important it is to reach out to those who were really less fortunate those who thought that running away running away from their pains and sorrows would extinguish them and contrary to their expectation they met the opposite greater anguishes greater sorrows an argumentation of their situation that was so painful so cruel and the spreading out of that pain to family members relatives to society Memoirs of a Suicide authored by Camilo Camilo Botelho The pseudonym of the author Camilo Castelo Branco brings to us the truth about the continuity of life. But most of all, it shows to us how love is kind. Love is patient. Love is charitable. Yes, it is. This is the Legion of Mother Mary, the one who leads the rescue work of the suicides in the afterlife and who also leads the prevention of it all on earth, we have been invited for a month to join her in prayers daily and also in raising our awareness on the importance of being ever more conscientious about the preciousness of life. Today, we come to the grand finale. Yes, Camilo and his final decision to reincarnate. Are you ready, friends? Yes, this is the last chapter, the grand finale. It's reincarnation. Camilo brings to us His own thoughts and feelings as he says in the very book he says to us quite clearly quite clearly the importance of resigning ourselves to the designs of God I hope that you have been surrendering yourself as well as we all are being invited right let me say hi to all of you, since this has been a journey, a unique journey for us at Kardec Radio. It's the first time that we have ever brought this book into the English-speaking world internationally and in a study session. It has been an honor. It has been an educational and therapeutic Opportunity for all of us. So thank you so much, Sunshine, for being here with us since day one. As well as Teresa Castro, who is here. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Alan Swift. Thank you, Tony Torres. Thank you, Raquel Bakeshi. Thank you, Nor Brazil. Thank you so much, Jailton, for being with us. All these days and Rihanna as well right yes I can see people are coming in and I'm giving you guys time to join us should you feel like writing a message or anything I'll be able to see you and talk to you as Teresa Castro saying seat belts on right Daisy Gallon. thank you for being with us as well in this beautiful journey Today, friends, as we open the book, and I have mine in the Kindle version, but you can always buy yours at Amazon.com or get your Kindle and read it anywhere you want without carrying the weight of the book. How amazing can that be? So as I go to the last chapter, he titled it, Camilo, Final Entries. He says from the get-go how long he had been in the spiritual realm since his suicide in 1890, in Portugal. He says, I've been in the Austral world for 52 years, half a century. Is that possible? Yes. In the spirit book by Allan Kardec, he asked this question that you may be asking as well. How long does it take for somebody to reincarnate? And the answer of the spirits is phenomenal. They say it could be hours, two centuries. It depends. Camilo has a very specific story of his own and the reasons why he's going to explain he stayed in the spiritual realm for 52 years. Having entered it through the violent act of suicide, I still have not found the true happiness and inner peace that are the imperishable benefits of the righteous and those obedient to the divine law. I have to stop to make considerations about this because as Jesus said, we need to feel the scriptures. First he's telling to us suicide is a violent act so we need to stop for a moment and ask ourselves if we still have those traces of violence inside of us. I'm not saying related to suicide that could also foster suicide or homicide, or even if they don't, it could be indirect suicide, like Andre Lewis' case, drinking, um, sexual imbalances, overeating. So, how about us? Where are, where is our level of suicide? So, let's imagine a scale zero to ten, and zero being not violent and 10 being really violent where do you think you are today in this moment of your evolution as immortal spirit regarding your violence do you what number comes to your mind there's no reasoning just bring it about where do you think you are it's important to assess it in order to transform it because we're evolving and Jesus in the Beatitudes and you can go to the Gospel According to Spiritism by Kardec to refer to one of his verses when he said blessed are the meek and the peace lovers and I can tell you the name the number of the chapter for your reference Blessed are the meek and the peace lovers. Chapter 9. Peace loving. And he says it's all about affability and meekness, patience, obedience, resignation. Everything that is opposed to insult, violence, and anger. So appropriate for the current times, right? So appropriate because we're living at a time in which we are free to express ourselves and sometimes we forget that this freedom of ours has a limit other people's rights which is truly the concept of justice what is to be just? to respect people's rights no matter how right I am I cannot cross that boundary. So let's refer to the guided model, Jesus, to see how he did it. Let's talk about the ultimate model. For example, when he knew that Judas was unbalanced and was about to make a huge mistake that would involve Jesus himself and humanity. What did Jesus do? Was he violent? Was he impositional? Was he threatening? No. He was firm. He took action. He advised in ways that were respecting Judah's right to make his own choice. He got them all united. And at a certain point, he says, one of you will betray me. He knew it, but he warned out of love and yet he did not prevent Judas from taking the action that he thought was appropriate. Jesus is a model of meekness, one that we are still to emulate at that level. I won't say we are far, because it's up to us how close we can be to to this. But I think tonight, one of the main things of this book is to observe how violent we are. Because sometimes we have wonderful intentions, but the way we come across is very impositional, very aggressive, whether passive-aggressive, which is a form of aggression when we don't agree and we may show it in ways that are hurtful without being very direct and we can be very direct like committing homicide beating people up etc etc so our first opportunity here is to see how this book is bringing us the proposal of becoming nonviolent, peaceful meek what do you think about it are we up to it yes mm-hmm. that's number one number two he says no matter how long he spent his time studying and amongst the wonderful therapists, doctors, and including the teachers that were so wise. He says, Here I've now found true happiness and the inner peace. And he mentions to us imperishable benefits of the righteous and those obedient to the divine law. Did we get it? He gives it to us a gift. He's saying, we will only find true happiness and peace when we become dutiful before God. So many of us on earth right now, we are unsettled in our hearts. We cannot find that inner peace because we are yet to be compliant with the laws of God. In all of its aspects and you may say but Vanessa how long is that gonna take well it's up to us it's up to us and you're gonna see that Camilo spent of those 52 years 40 years in true activity helping others as well as he learned he was helping others but deep inside, he still had reparations to undergo. His own expiations to be undertaken. And this, for us as incarnates, is a reality. Okay? All this long time, I've intentionally postponed the sacred duty of reincarnating in the armor of a new body, on the physical material plane, something that has made my days overly distressing. So let's mark it down. Sacred duty of reincarnating. You and I are reincarnated. Have we already (coughs) felt the sacredness of this reincarnation? It's interesting because I meet people daily, even those who are spiritists, and they think sometimes that we take life too serious. But how can you not take life serious if it's so sacred? Yes, we are joyful, but we are, we need to be on it, focused. come on, Vanessa, let's relax and barbecue all day long. You know what? Um, It's up to you if you feel like it. But the sacred duty of reincarnating tells us we cannot waste our time spending all day long into idleness. All day long in idleness? food for thought, okay? I've been putting it off in order to continue to absorb from my noble instructors the education I will need to protect me sufficiently once I'm back in a physical body and to ensure my victory in the great struggles I will have to face on the road to my moral, spiritual Rehabilitation. I've learned quite a lot during my half century stay in this correctional colony, mm-hmm. which sheltered me on days when the tears pouring from my soul were the most ardent. But I've learned to revere the idea of God. Camilo didn't know those things, remember? When he last reincarnated. Half a century before the point that he is telling us these things, he didn't worship God. But now he does. I revere the idea of God, which have been a powerful support in my struggle with myself. I have learned to converse with the beloved master on the luminous and consoling wings of pure and fruitful prayer. I've toiled every day for 40 years to learn sublime lessons from victorious and wise masters in order to manifest from the unknown depths of my being. The lovely image of humility to combat the pernicious and malefic figure of pride, which for so many centuries has held me in the nettles of evil immersed in the inferiority of animality. Under the charitable influence of the servants of Mary, I've also begun to write out the first letters of the divine alphabet of love and collaborated with them in services of aid and assistance to others, making myself a better person by means of endeavors of dedication to those who suffer in a way I never thought possible. I have struggled for the good, guided by those noble spirits, and I've extended my activities to fields of work accessible to my humble capabilities, both in the spirit world and on the material plane. For 40 years, I've worked devotedly at the side of my beloved guardians. I've not served I have served not only the good by adopting fraternal conduct but the beautiful by learning from the remarkable artists and virtuosos to pay homage to truth and to respect the law giving to art the best and most dignified elements that i have been able to extract from the sincere depths of my soul did you see what he says here He puts God as center stage now, and it's consoling him. He's also learned how important it is to be fraternal, a concept that is so important nowadays in this transition of the earth. The new generation that is coming about is bringing that proposal, and we who are here need to facilitate it and also foster it. It is on us to embrace it. Let's mention this. In the book Genesis by Alan Kardec, which was published in 1868, he talks about the new generation and the coming of those who were fully aware of the mistakes of the past and the new proposal for themselves and consequently the impact into society. This was already the 19th century, and Kardec has already said that the new generation has been coming along, meaning that you and I belong to this new generation. We spiritists need to be fully aware that the new generation is already here and is pushing forward the transformation that we need. We are pressing on. The difference is that now there are more and more spirits that are in the mindset of the the regeneration of the planet, of themselves. And that's how we're going to shift things. The greater number of those who believe in the good, the greater good will manifest on earth. But you belong to the new generation listen to me you belong to the new generation you can no longer wait for others to be born yet again to do what you and i gotta do it is on us it is on us to roll our sleeves literally and bow the good Seek the good, feel the good, visualize the good, mold the good with all the resources we have at hand. This is our task as the new generation for ourselves and for everybody else. But rest assured, when Kardec stated that the new generation was coming along, 1868, you were born past that date that means you belong to the new generation when i see spiritists saying yeah the children who are coming are going to do it no they won't if you don't do it you they don't they won't do it either they may they might i don't know but you and i are held accountable we promised it we need to deliver it, okay? So here we are, right, John De Rosa, at Cardiac Radio, working on it together. So he says, in spite of all the things he learned and worked during those fifty-two years, however, I n- I have never felt completely content and at peace with myself. There is a void in my being that cannot be filled until I undertake renewal in a physical body, until I fulfill the duty that I have failed at in my last earthly pilgrimage, cut short by suicide. The dolorous memory of Jacinto Diornellas and Ruiz, the man whom I disgraced with permanent blindness in a show of spite and jealousy, remains imprinted on my mind, imposing itself on the sensitive fibers of my being as the tragic stigma of an inconsolable remorse, demanding from me an identical penalty in my future, the same blindness. Because I annulled the supreme trial of becoming blind the first time Providence offered it to me, I chose suicide instead thinking I could free myself from it consequently I still carry that in my conscience I should have reincarnated a long time ago I even learned advanced elements of psychical medicine from my our masters in the Mary of Nazareth hospital even replaced for the last 12 years Joel, who departed to his own reincarnation, the position he had in that infirmary will enable me to become a healing medium when I once more inhabit the earth, where so many and such profound instances of suffering afflict humanity due to its constant wrongdoing. What I was lacking, however, was the knowledge of the fraternal language of the future. So he says to us that as he was learning those things, he was preparing, acquiring resources to reincarnate and succeed. He was going to be reincarnated and one of the things be a healing medium. And that's a parenthesis for us because there is a myth that mediums Are gifted beings, special beings. We're just beings that need to go through the opportunity of practicing mediumship for the expansion of our own divine faculties, which means to reach out to those who are suffering because that's the nature of our planet. So when you next see a healing medium, Remember, Camilo, please, and think, this is a person that is helping humanity and also help himself or herself. Do not demand from that medium what he cannot give. The sanctity, the sainthood that is not there yet. On the contrary, pray for that medium. Support the medium in his or her sacrifices. Do not worship the medium because we are not helping them by doing so. And we will repeat the next time we see fantastic mediums, including healing mediums. You who have been reading this book must remember Camilo. And say, oh well, I need to support this medium with my prayers, with my sincerity, without abusing him or her for my personal agenda. And know that that person is under a particular pathway of redemption that requires social support. We don't worship mediums and time and again Kardec says that here Camilo proves to us that we cannot worship mediums because mediumship doesn't come as a sign of sainthood okay so let us mark this down right Silvia welcome to Kardec Radio Silvia he said he also learned the language of Esperanto in the spiritual realm was very excited about it because he learned that this Esperanto is the language that one day I don't know sometime in the thousands of years will be the language that will unite humanity on earth don't ask me more than that because for now we firmly believe that the language our Esperanto is English of course it is And it already unites us all on the earth, scientifically, business-wise. And it's hard for the spiritist movement to catch up. But you know, we will inevitably catch up because the rest of the, 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 the business and the trades of the earth have already embraced English as the language that can bring us together. Look at us here at Cardiac Radio right we have here people from different nationalities born in different countries always connected helping one another and assisting each other thanks to the english speaking language so we say thank you Esperanto we'll be awaiting for you to come true for now we just want to understand that Camilo would have in his reincarnation the role to work at that end as well he says upon reincarnating I would take it with me in the luminous fibers of my perispiritual brain and at the right time I would have the intuition to relearn it that's interesting and that's something that we parents and educators need to remind our children and mentor Joseph taught me that and I often tell Virginia when they say I'm doing this and I'm not good at it I said you know You've been there, done that in previous lives. You're just remembering it. You're just remembering it. You're recalling it. Because we bring knowledge from previous lives. When a child is learning to write and read, majority of the children on earth, they already know how to write and read. Maybe not in their language. But mostly, they do. So they are just remembering Boost the esteem of your child by saying, come on, just be patient. Just allow the download to come to you. They already understand what download means. Just remind them, be patient. Let's work on it. Okay. As a matter of fact, I was told that I would be a medium in my future existence. And I made the commitment to help spread the celestial truths despite the phantom of blindness that has poisoned itself, waiting for me on the paths of the future. Okay? So beautiful, because he brings to us the great awareness of how we can help one another and in our turn help ourselves. Are you thinking of your reincarnation, friends? Let us meditate on our reincarnation. Camilo shows to us how the journey to reincarnate is so precious, the preparation. Now you and I are here. If you feel that void inside, like Camilo did when he was in the spiritual realm, it's just a sign that there are duties to be fulfilled. So let us face them. Sometimes it's a relative, we need to forgive. Maybe your very child, or your mother, father, sibling. It could be a friend, a neighbor, a distant relative. But it is on us to embrace and say, I'll be the first to let go. And forgive and forget. Do the exercise. The exercise on forgiveness. Spend 40 days either writing or repeating to yourself. Schedule in your phone messages that can pop up two or three times a day with affirmations saying, I forgive and forget everything that doesn't bring me happiness. I forgive and forget I forgive that person I forget what happened and I understand that it's passed. it no longer serves me any purpose to keep it in my heart and repeat it repeat it repeat it and I would say sometimes the void within is because we're so selfish and proud we don't want to open our hearts to love to really expand our capacity to love this excuse on my way of loving is different respect but you know deep inside there's only one way you love or you love you love so let us catch up on expanding this love because we belong to the expanding universe We are expandable as well. We don't want to expand physically because we want to stay slim and fit. But we want to expand in virtues. We want to expand in abilities. We want to expand in experiences, right? In joy of living, in kindness, in dutifulness, however we say it. Right, friends? Yes? Yes. He even learned about the arts because, remember, he was a writer and he learned from luminaries like Victor Hugo, he says, and many others like Frederick Chopin and others, the beauty of art for the good. We had our exercise the other day and the redefinition of it all. He even called God in this chapter beautiful with a capital B because god is harmony harmony is beauty god is beautiful a concept that never comes to us right but we can embrace and he says more to us so much more he says in this chapter that visitors from higher realms used to come to visit them and with the benevolent intent of encouraging them of the same ideal still shackled to the difficulties of old delinquencies. These visits to our academy would entail conferences where we would discuss the interests of the cause, what needed to be done for the victory of the ideal and the sacrifice and the struggles of many luminaries of the new endeavor for its spread and progress, did you see that? And I will put a pause to show you something. One second, I want to show you something here, <clears throat> and I have it in the phone. So bear with me for a second. It's so important. I need to show you this. It's about a message in the book, the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. Actually, our daily bread. Yeah, we're in a classroom, right? Vanessa, come on. Yes, I'm coming. (laughs) It's here. Better to suffer doing the good. This is chapter 64 from the book, Our Daily Bread by Emmanuel through Chico Xavier. It says to us, for it is better that you suffer doing good than doing evil. And he says here to us, why dread the difficulties of the well-lit path of love and wisdom when the dark trail of hatred and ignorance is replete with vengeful and disturbing forces? Let us use our highest potential in service to the Christ, pledging our lives to Him. The criminal weapon and the repugnant act perpetrated by it provoke cursing and darkness. But for workers wounded while performing their duty and for the lamp that goes out while giving off its light, a different destiny is reserved. <clears throat> Did we understand? It matches what Camilo is saying. The highest authorities coming to them, saying, I've, I've been victorious, but I went through a path that had sacrifices. And I know many people, spiritual, and I'm talking about spiritists now, or spiritual people, who advanced, they are excited, they want to know about it. Once they are there, they are afraid of the sacrifices, of the misunderstandings, of the persecutions, of the obstacles. But, of being tired, what do you expect in a planet? it is yet to be a regenerative planet where good is going to prevail it's normal but he says here to us we're gonna suffer either way so we better suffer doing the good so this book is a constant stimulus for our participation And building the good. Ostensibly, we can no longer afford the construction of the good in our dreams. We need to roll our sleeves and take action. As one of the messages from the book, The Way, The Truth, and The Life. What are you waiting for? We can no longer afford waiting for other people to do it. We have to do it ourselves. We have to fulfill it ourselves. Thank you, Kara Correa, for joining us and for referring here, chapter 64 of the book, Our Daily Bread, by Emmanuel Truchico Xavier. Right? So, all those high spirits would come and be compassionate, be consoling, but encouraging them. Come on, guys, it's normal. Let's do it, let's do the good. Okay, those were festive days in Hope City. Some events were held in the majestic parks and gardens that surrounded the Esperanto embassy. These were veritable tournaments of classical art during which the spectator's soul would be transported on the wings of wonderful sentiments Dazzled by the majesty of the beautiful, revealed in all the delicate and graceful tones that displayed it. There were choreographed ballets and individual performances presented by young and industrious Esperantists, etc., etc., etc. The beauty of this spectacle would reach the indescribable it was so gracious. All of Hope City would be covered in delicate and wonderful pastel colors that changed at every moment into rays that, dis- that played with one another in indescribable games of color. So beautiful. Famous musicians would be there. The only art that was admissible was classical art. In the university sector, we never saw regional art of any sort. And after tears bathed our faces, our souls dazzled by all that splendor and wonder, our kind guardians would say as they accompanied us back to our our quarters. Don't be so amazed, my friends. What you have seen is only the beginning of the art in the spirit world. It is the simplest expression of the beautiful, the only one your minds can grasp now. In more highly evolved spheres, there is so much more. The sinful soul needs to rehabilitate itself from its failures by acquiring virtues through renunciation, work, and love in order to deserve ascending to such spheres. All right, now we have food for thought. One, we are rehabilitating ourselves. Do you recognize yourself in the path of rehabilitation? And I think that's where many of us on earth fail. Because we think we're so sane, so great, that other people may be sick and not too normal, but we're great. Friends, we can see in ourselves the needs to refine so many elements, to heal so many wounds. And that's okay. We're in the perfect place. We are on Earth, a perfect hospital, the perfect school for our pathway. It is also a correctional planet, where sometimes we feel locked up, imprisoned, because we want to be free, but we are restricted, and we need to be restricted, or we would repeat the mistakes that we asked God not to allow us to commit any longer. So once we are rehabilitated, in rehabilitation, he says, we will go through rehabilitation by acquiring virtues through. So acquiring virtues is a goal through renunciation. What is to renounce? The ego, the selfishness. We go places and we always have a hidden agenda. We always have time. I'm here. Oh, you you asked me to come here to um, take the trash. Okay, where's the trash? Hey, look at people first. Look at them in their faces. Hi, how are you? how are you? Hi, hi, hi. Like when you bring your kids to school. I see parents who drop off, barely say hi to anybody. They just drop off. When they drop off, they barely say hi to their kids. Barely good morning, barely looking at their face. Mindfulness. We cannot engage in renunciation if we're not mindful. We won't be able to renounce anything because we won't perceive what is to be renounced. So we need to be mindful. Being in the present no agenda but to be present I'm here and that's it and I look at you and you matter you matter you matter you matter everyone matters and I can fulfill my other task but the number one task to be fraternal to renounce the ego it's so hard to be amongst people who are always on the go, on the go, on the go. They are never there with you. We need to be there for people. Of course, when you are assisting people, you need to focus on those who suffer the most. In Spiritist centers, we always remind the Spiritist practitioners, the core team, it's not our turn to get the attention. Now it's our turn to renounce that attention. And it's, it doesn't matter if people hug us, say hi or not. Now we need to focus on those who suffer the most. We are together like Jesus told James. James, if you want to be my presence, you have to go down to the valley of the suffering. If you stay here in the mountain of evil, I won't be here. Because I need to be there. He had to renounce his ego. When we form a spirit center, it's hard. You know why? Because people are needy. And when they become practitioners, they keep being needy. I want to be listened to. No, no, no. Now it's your turn to listen to people. It's your turn not to want any attention for yourself. You want to listen, to help. You don't want to lecture people either. You want to bridge up to them the resources that you have at hand. And it's a practice for us. Right? Thank you, John De Rosa. No agenda, just surrender. So that's number one. Two, work. We have to work. Be useful. To be useful, sometimes, be invisible. You help and you're there, but people don't know. Great. They didn't even know it great, but were you useful? Great. It's renunciation plus work. We don't want to be seen for ourselves. That's equal. And love in order to deserve ascending to such spheres and love is patient love is kind paul in corinthians tells us all paul tells us the different facets of love we can go there and learn each day a little bit more of the expanding ability of love we have yet to learn and that's the beauty of life Learning, 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 learning. One day we're going to revisit all of this and say, Mamma mia, I didn't notice that. And that's the beauty of it all. We are growing, right? The sentiment of duty has led me to think seriously about the need to return to the earth, to testify my desire to def- definitely attune myself to the science of the truth, that I have gotten a glimpse of during my stay in the colony. I cannot stay in Hope City any longer unless I want to worsen my debts with a state of stagnation that is incompatible with the tenants I have just finished. All of the companions and friends from the Sinister Valley who left this hospital sector to enter the university sector, of all of them, I'm the only one remaining. Well, he talks about his friends Bellarmino who reincarnated and his conditions. He talks about Doris May. He talks about um, Bellarmino, Joel, João de Azevedo, Amadeu Ferrari, Amadeu Ferrari. He even stopped his university course. Said, No, no, I can no longer see here. I wanna go there and do it now, congratulations. Even Dr. Roberto de Canalejas, no longer part of the hospital staff, he reincarnated, yes, and he had one of the missions to spread spiritism Mm -hmm. in Brazil. Rita de Cassia, the instructor reincarnated, and she would be married to Joel to help him out, They loved each other. And he says, as I write these lines, I keep thinking about the supreme goodness of the Lord of the worlds and all creatures who allow such rewards to human souls after they emerge from the darkness of their wrongdoings. Rita will be a loving and gentle guardian on the earth, just as she had been in the spirit world. So he's showing to us that in spite of your it all, because Joel committed suicide, he helped, he learned and helped in the spiritual realm, he reincarnated, he was going to be married to the loving Rita de Cassia, and he recognizes in all of the cases that God is so good, so loving, so all-encompassing, that he's always embracing us with the ultimate mercy. I look at these little th- nothings and tears stream from my eyes. It is a longing that whispers sadness in the folds of my soul, telling me that I should hurry to emulate them in order to pay the debts waiting on my conscience. All this time, however, I've never been idle, but he recognizes he needs to reincarnate. Yes. At my side, however, Ramiro de Guzman smiled tenderly. At some point, when Camilo was looking at one of his friend's reincarnation, Mario de Sobral, and his difficult expiation, and he says, you're overreacting, Camilo. This is not a repository of ruins in a poor hovel of the deformed body. It's a work. Of rehabilitation by a soul that belongs to immortality a soul visited by a sincere remorse impelling it to ennobling conquests how many of us are here on earth feeling that we lack we lack and we lack and Camila was learning that in the eyes of God we're being educated We're being educated all the more. And he says, I finally made up my mind. Tomorrow on my way to the isolation ward, I will enter the reincarnation department to start the sketching of my next physical earthly body. See, very likely you participated in the sketching of your physical body. And now we are here, we may dislike it researching the most appropriate environment for marine immersion in the flesh. I consulted with all the authorities of the colony involved in my case and they were unanimous in encouraging me to pursue this indispensable and beneficial endeavor. As Camilo is talking about his decision in his march towards reincarnating and the steps He is reminding you and I that you and I also asked to be here. We participated in the planning at some point. We agreed to it. Are we taking the most of it? Can we discarnate today and say we fulfilled our reincarnatory plan? Are we devoting ourselves to reading ourselves of old conditionings or are we open to repeating the same mistakes? So he says here, my soul whispered to itself, courage, pilgrim of sin. Return to the starting point and rebuild your destiny and improve your character in redemptive struggles through the sorrow that instructs. Suffer and weep with resignation because your tears will be a blessed fount where your conscience, eager for peace, can quench its thirst. Let your feet bleed Amid the thorns and brambles of the toil of earthly reparation, let your heart be forged in the fires of adversity. Let your hours endure the dark shroud of disillusionment, filled with anguish and loneliness. Be patient and humble. And remember that everything is temporary. That it will change with your readjustment to the sacred laws of you infringed. And learn once and for all that you are immortal. And that it will not be through the reckless detour of suicide that any person will ever find the harbor of true happiness. The end. This is the voice of his conscience telling him and reminding us. Life on earth is beautiful, but we need courage to see its beauty. Camilo shared with us how he took 52 years to regain himself and lift up his hope and courage to reincarnate to find the joy that he was missing. We all remember when Bartholomew, sad, melancholic, somewhat rebellious, turned to Jesus himself and said he couldn't find the joy of living. And Jesus kindly said by Bartholomew, I've come to bring the good news. Have you heard of good news that don't bring joy? the trademark of the follower of these teachings present joy, courage and hope. Friends, we conclude this moment of this study of this book, Memoirs of a Suicide. From hope to courage so we can rescue the joy of living, repeating to ourselves daily, I am a child of God, and so shall I cherish the joy of living, the hope of new days, and the courage to do what I need to do according to the will of God. We today are deeply grateful to all the good spirits who protected and guided us during these days of studies, during the therapeutic moments, and also during the partaking in their sacred rescue work of suicides. But this is not an end for us because you are now invited to multiply it and continue praying daily for those who have committed suicide. It's our journey. Wherever you are, that's a book for a book club, wherever you are in the world. It's a book to give to people as well, telling them that it's a book of hope and it's a book for us, a reference of hope hope, always, the joy of living, and the courage to face life according to God's wills. We are thankful to the phenomenal medium, Yvonne Pereira, for her diligence in 30 years compiling this masterpiece. For the spirit author, Camilo, who was not afraid of sharing himself with us, opening up so deeply. In his weaknesses and strengths and allowing us to learn more about ourselves preventing issues in the future but also bringing new remedies for our very wounds to Leon Denis who carefully revised the book and allows us to learn to love even more and of course We cannot conclude this without our deepest gratitude to Mother Mary for her love and for her devotion to all of us. So let us pray in this final moment, pray of service and gratitude, shall we? Dear Mother Mary we're deeply grateful to you for being our lives for the inspiration, for your healing presence. Loving mother of all of us, we thank you for the invitation, the invitation to join the learning deeds of your works and its works rescuing those who committed suicide. We pray right now for them. Visualizing your sky blue Healing blanket of light. Enveloping them in warmth, consolation, new hope. As your guards rescue the ones who are ready for the next phase of their rehabilitation. And we also pray for the incarnates on earth, who right now are thinking of suicide. Oh dear Mother Mary, please envelop them with your loving blanket of healing light. As they listen to your words saying, my dear child, this shall pass. My dear child, this shall pass. My dear child, this shall pass. Feeling your loving embrace, we thank you Time and again, grateful as we also are to our loving Master Jesus for sharing you with us. May our whole planet feel the envelopment of your healing. May it help dissipate unneeded fears and make people feel the protection of your loving heart. Thank you for bringing Camilo, Yvonne Pereira so close to us. And we thank them and all of the good spirits who have been so present during this month, during these sessions, during our emancipation in works that are needed to be done. May we continue it always. Count on us. feeling your loving-kindness. We ask for your permission to close these moments of reflections and so be it. Are we saying goodbye? Thank you, friends. No, we're not saying goodbye. We will begin a new study tomorrow. you see. We will be continuing these works because the current times on Earth require that we stay put and that we continue these efforts. Yes, we will have moments of immunization to keep our hopes up and always joyful. Thank you, friends, for your presence, for your partnership in these works of the good, in the learning experience of all of us. May we feel these blessings. After all, right now, our hopes are up. Yes. And thank you also for being with us at Kardec Radio as we are nourishing our souls together. Thank you, friends. Until... Tomorrow, God willing.